0: welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa. My name's Ollie.
1: And I'm Kirsty. How you been? I'm good, I'm good. Got uh, some good news. Oh,
0: wow, it sounds like you have are you pregnant? I'm really not pregnant. <laughs> I'm absolutely
1: 100 percent not pregnant.
0: I was. I looked in Kirsty's eyes, and she must look, have looked back at me and thought, "He's terrified." What the fuck? <laughs> I was a hundred percent like, "Oh my god, what? No. Okay, what? What is it? Was the before I dig myself any deeper in this hole? What is the? What is the real? <laughs> it's hot in here. That's just that's why I'm sweating. Why? Um, sure, what's sure. going on? <laughs>
1: uh. Wow doesn't seem as
0: (laughs) (laughs) you cannot spring something like that on me that was terrifying right go on carry on what was it
1: (laughs) i would have been terrified as well don't worry about that um we uh have just gone past a milestone of 100 downloads 100
0: downloads
1: so thank you for everyone who's listening for our pod baby yeah yeah our pod baby that's basically the only baby in that small (laughs) small dog that's sitting at the other other end of the bed right now yeah that's basically it sorry mom and dad yeah that's it (laughs) um yeah yeah so 100th download or over 100 downloads i think we're about 112 now so thank you so much for listening uh if you like remember to review like rate subscribe wherever you're listening come and join in on facebook and instagram and uh let us know what you're thinking about the podcast what you're thinking about the episodes everything um cool. what else yeah so you can find us on instagram and facebook at behind the sofa podcast um and you can uh find all of the episodes at tinyurl.com behind the sofa episodes and behind the sofa podcast to go straight to the page to find out all the latest information so yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. um the main battle this week has been with heat mm Thankfully it's cooled down because I don't know if I could really stomach recording one of these podcasts with the windows uh, closed if it was like 45 degrees like it was the other day.
1: It wasn't quite 45, but... That's...
0: I'm I'm prone to hyperbole.
1: You're pretty sure it was 45, right?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, What are we talking about this week?
1: We are talking about number 96 on our list, which is It Follows, uh, Mm. which came out in 2014.
0: 2014. Directed by David Robert Mitchell and i want to say web at the end but it's not um so yeah you got a little uh, a little synopsis for us yeah
1: so uh this was david Robert mitchell's uh second film which is amazing considering that like you know spoilers we do actually really like this film um first one he did was like a coming of age movie that came out in 2010 which was called myth of the american sleepover uh, which apparently was uh, very popular. Can't say anything about it because we haven't seen it. But I read a thing about it that it's
0: kind of like a like a tender, sweet American graffiti. I love American graffiti, so maybe, and I like hmm. it follows. So maybe I'll give it a, give it a watch.
1: Okay, um, and uh, yeah, so basically, it is uh, it follows um, is about a uh, young girl, teenage girl uh, named Jay and uh she has you know uh she's they all all of the descriptions seem to be you know like having her as saying that she's carefree i'm not sure what that means carefree teenager um she goes on a date with a guy that she's seen a couple of times um and uh then becomes subject to a horrific and fatal curse after they sleep together so yeah that's that's essentially it so far so hopefully we've grabbed your interest hopefully you've watched it already oh yeah um, if you
0: if you want to watch it um where can they where and watch it
1: yeah so uh you can go to tinyurl.com slash watch it follows which is on our new thing which is called behind the sofa vision so basically if we can find anywhere where you can watch uh the movies that are on the list online you can go straight there um, and we'll have trailers and uh, behind the scenes information and uh, yeah even full movies if we can find them so yeah make sure you're watching because spoilers,
0: spoilers, spoilers so. yeah spoilers out of the wazoo yeah. um, so we've both seen it before Yeah. did you like it as much a second time?
1: I did I mean uh, only as much as you can like a horror movie when you sort of know what's going to happen but yeah. I still remember watching it. I was like, when we watched it, uh, we watched it earlier on today and came straight in to record. Um, I liked it as much as I did the first time, but I think the first time we, we knew very little about it. We'd seen the trailer and thought it looked great. So we were like, right, we're going to watch this. And then obviously, you know, you, you know, you know where it's going. Um, but I still found myself like watching, you know, for details and, um, you know all those sorts of things so i I mean I don't know whether you enjoyed it as much or i
0: i did i did really enjoy it again this <laughs> time, but I found it a little bit more muddled this time, okay, my thoughts on the meaning of it were were different, and that i don't know if that i don't know if that's a positive I would have liked for it to have become clearer if okay. anything, but then maybe that's just me being a dum dum i won't blame I won't blame the film for my stupidity
1: yeah i mean i mean the 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 thoughts that most people have on it, you know, is essentially like it's a it's a curse that's passed on to you, or like you know, like a, a death sentence that's passed on to you through sex. So, the original, you know, like the the first thing that everyone will think of is that it's like you know an STD, or maybe you know like a commentary on like HIV or, or something like that. But according to like uh, David Robert uh, David Robert Mitchell, sorry, um, he said it's not actually about that. He used to have like um horrific anxiety dreams when he was younger about like a you know a, a person uh, that was like just walking slowly towards him and uh, he could never escape and so it came from that and then when he decided that he wanted to write about it he sort of wrote in like the the sex angle and and uh, just it grew from there
0: so what saying you just said i think is one of the strongest elements of the whole movie so this image that they have so so basically after um Jay has sex with this guy uh, he tells her that she, you know she's going to be haunted by uh, this monster and it's just going to look it can look like anyone it can appear anywhere uh, and it will just walk towards him doesn't run doesn't anything like this and i think that's kind of like the one of the strongest elements of the whole movie you know in something like <laughs> In like a Friday the 13th, it's like, okay, if you see a guy coming towards you (laughs) and he's seven foot tall and he's got a a harpoon and a hockey mask, (laughs) then you know you're fucked. Which, you know, I think most people would probably safely say the same. Um, But in this, one of the great things that they've done (laughs) is make it so that the monster is anyone. Yeah. They wouldn't look necessarily, for the most part, out of place Walking down the street, you know, um, there are a couple of of uh, kind of what's the word um, exceptions to that. Yeah, like Creep. the, the, the very the very first monster that we see. Oh, sorry, the second monster that we see, which is an old lady walking along the camp, walking. Uh, around the school which is creepy in and of itself because you think what's this old lady in, doing? A, hosp- in a hospital in gown. a hospital gown exactly <laughs> like did, what the what is she doing walking she seems so out of place that it kind of it puts the whole thing off kilter but it also and think, makes oh, shit
1: yeah it also makes it creepier that like you know you've already seen um when uh jay and hugh who we later find out is jeff both both uh good choices for names there
0: J and hugh. hugh jeff and Sh- hugh Sh-
1: um where uh he points out someone that he sees and she's like i don't see them and then you see this look on his face where he's like okay i know who that's gonna be then because you can't see them so we know from that little bit there that like you can only see this you can only see the it the entity if you have the curse So he then sort of runs away and like tries to to get them to leave. Um, But yeah, when she sees them, you notice the old lady walking along in the hospital gown. And obviously, if you see an old lady walking along in a hospital gown around a school, everyone is going to be like, okay, what's going on? And maybe go up to her, see if she's okay, see if she needs any help. But they make a point of on two different occasions when the old lady is walking towards her walking through two people who are having a conversation like one on when they're sitting down on the quad she just walks straight through and they don't turn their heads at all and then the second one is two girls who are standing in the corridor in the school and she just walks directly between the two of them and that just makes it even creepier that it's just like no one else can see that this is happening
0: yeah um the director (laughs) has he wrote the movie as well but he's got a really good knack of uh just doing things that are just slightly off Mm. that really kind of add to the creep factor i know you've i haven't seen your notes but i'm sure you've got something written down about the time the the whole bit at the beginning
1: i was scribbling it down because one bit that makes it creepy and i think it's you also see it in uh, like people have talked about it Obviously we're going to be talking about Stanley Kubrick a little bit Because <laughs> we're still uh, On a bit of a high Riding, from the, <laughs> right yeah. the
0: Kubrick way yeah.
1: Kubrick Um But I mean he did it in The Shining Where you know he put windows in rooms That should not have windows And you know like everything was sort of Slightly off kilter a little bit Um And uh in this you see it so much if you start noticing it i definitely noticed it a lot more in this one but i remember speaking to a friend who um had seen it and then was like i didn't even notice that um so yeah when uh the first girl who like runs out of the house and you're not sure what she's running from you don't see it um she runs out of the house you know she's wearing you know like uh what you would w- what people wear in the summer so like shorts and a vest and you know um and uh she sort of runs across the street like runs around in a loop and comes back when she runs out of the house it's like summer you know it's nice and like everything's green and all of that she runs across to the other street circles around and comes back as she circles around you see that like everything is basically like autumnal there's pumpkins on the porch of the other house and all of that and it's like okay so is it summer or is it autumn or you know it's um there's that bit and then Everyone is always watching old movies, which, you know, we love old movies, but it's like yeah, old movies the, on an old TV. When and... they
0: go on their first date, they go to a cinema that is not only showing a, a Cary, Grant, Cary Grant film, but also there's an organist. Yeah. So, you know, like the way they would play along to old movies back in the day that I was like, and but then there are new cars in it. There are new phones in it, but then all the TVs that they watch are all old rabbit ears. Dial for the yep. channel. Um,
1: one of the see... girls
0: who's called Yara yep. is uh, she's reading like a book, but she's reading The Idiot by Dostoevsky. Um, but she's reading it on like an e-reader, like a mm. Kindle. But it's no Kindle that you've ever seen before. It's like a weird clamshell. Yeah, so really, I kind of want one. Yeah, I'm it's cool. Want one. It's really cool. It kind of looks like a compact, like a makeup compact. Yeah. Um, but all, all of this is to say is that there are lots of things in this film which kind of like put you slightly off.
1: Yeah, you can't the, quite place the time, Ill at ease. and it's a bit, it's a bit not not that the film is anything like Twin Peaks at all, but like Twin Peaks did all the same kind of thing where it was like. 50s style in an 80s world well yeah and... I
0: think Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet and all those kinds of films like I definitely think there's some there's some Twin Peaks influence in this one and some Blue Velvet influence in this one um, as everything is should it, have is, is it the end the finale there's lots of like flashing lights and there's lots of implications mm. of sexual violence and those kinds of things yeah uh, which makes you think immediately Twin Peaks but just going back quickly to to what you were saying about that um, that opening Mm. uh, i love it i think it's really strong there's something really creepy about only one person reacting yeah to something one person is clearly absolutely terrified they're running they're looking
1: behind them you know and
0: everyone else around her is acting you know the only thing that they can see that is weird is her reaction they can't see what she's reacting to which i think is really really strong another thing i noticed as well in that scene is that she's wearing high heels Um, Now, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. For me, this film's not so much about STDs as it is about um, survivors of, like, sexual abuse and things like that. Mm. Uh, And I saw one article... Like, I read an article after we we watched it that was basically uh, pulling someone up on saying, well, why is this girl running away from a sexual predator... Well, from this demon in high heels surely she's gonna get she's she's fucking asking for it basically which is which <laughs> oh i was like God. oh man how ironic that you had used. those literally <laughs> use that phrase I was wow. like, this is uh, um, kind of the point that the movie's trying to make yeah but, uh, i mean
1: i think what that did for me was that um not only was it that she was she was completely unprepared you know she was like getting ready to go out and you know all of that and feeling like a carefree teenager, which is how everyone should feel um, when you're a teen. But she, you know, like then suddenly realizes, you know, like she either sees like the entity like walking across her backyard or, you know, mm. something like that, and uh, and runs away. And she's just like completely unprepared because she thought that she could relax. And it was the same with um, with Hugh um, Hugh slash Jeff in the um, in the cinema Hugh Jeff. Hugh Jeff. Uh, In the cinema where, like, you know, they're playing a game where they're, like, spotting people and uh, just people watching and he points out the girl in the yellow dress and she turns around and and is like, I can't see her. And like I said earlier, you just see this look come across his face and he's like, oh, shit, you know, like, I know that they're coming. it's coming for me now. So, obviously, he hadn't put enough distance between uh, him and it and realised now that it was starting to follow him. Mm. So, that's why he decided that he was going to pass it on. So, they go they go off to uh the lake i want to say that like when i was watching it i was just like oh there's like a beach nearby but it's all set in like detroit so it would have been like one of the one of the lakes nearby Mm -hmm. so it's got you know like a sandy beach type thing and they all seem to hang out by the lake and so they go down there um and they have sex in the car and then um Jay is just, you know, like relaxing in the back of the car and chatting away, and then he comes along with a chloroform-soaked rag,
0: now and puts it he's, over a face. They're supposed to be twenty-one years old. Yeah, like uh, late as a, th- a, a thirty-four-year-old man. I have no idea where the fuck you would get chloroform for. <laughs> I, so I'm, uh, glad I'm of kind that. of yeah. Well, I, I'm glad. <laughs> to I'm be glad. fair, it's not something I've uh, heavily researched. But uh, anyway, so one thing that I think is really interesting and kind of leads on from a point you were talking about earlier mm. is um, the what she's saying before she gets chloroformed mm. and you were saying about how, you know, it, she should be a carefree teenager yeah. and right before uh, she is violated <laughs> uh, by being basically drugged and knocked Don't out chin, yeah. um, she's talking about this really kind of sweet, innocent some would say naive kind of Thought about how she would imagine dates would be when mm-hmm. she was young, where she would ride around in the back seat of car with boys, and they would hold hands, and then immediately that innocence is completely dashed yeah. when she is chloroformed. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Although the really se- although good... the sex they have is consensual, that part for me is very and and in fact all of the kind of uh, post uh, revelation about the monster, the the next couple of scenes uh, she is looking at herself in the mirror and kind of like seeing i guess uh what what how she looks after this kind of attack yeah um she's in the hospital she's being questioned by police you know there's lots of like there's a scene where the police are like gathering evidence i guess yeah um so the whole thing for me is just kind of like although the, the sex is consensual that what everything that happens after that is very much kind it's of like here's what happens here's it? what happens in the aftermath of, of, a, of, of a of a, a sexual violation. Attack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's it is hard to watch but it is, you know, like you can you can draw your own conclusions about just all of it that's in there and that, you know, the like I said, the, you know, the questions that they were asking of her and and uh you know like all the police doing their investigations and things you've got this kind of feeling hanging over the top of it all you know like is she making it up did mm. it you know did it happen the way she's saying it did you know and all this kind of stuff um yeah it's the type of well, questions there's, that there's people would get asked if they were involved in that sort yeah of thing. and i
0: think there's there's something another another scene afterwards as well mm. when the neighbors um yeah the neighbors see what's this okay so basically he has sex with her, tells her about the monster Runs away um runs away and leaves her on the front lawn but wait of the house.
1: Wait. He he has sex with her, then she wakes up tied to a wheelchair in an abandoned ha- in an abandoned building, and he is then explaining to her basically there's this thing. I passed it on to you in the car. And that's like you know, it's a bit of a loaded way of yeah, saying it and anyway. He's, and
0: he's there's some other important pieces of information there as well. He basically says uh sometimes it can look like people you love uh just to hurt you which Mm. i think is quite telling
1: yeah and Um, then and then you see this he's like it's here and he all this time you know like you're seeing jay in the um in the wheelchair as she's shaking the wheelchair the camera is obviously attached to it so it it shakes with her and he spins her around in the wheelchair and and the camera just the camera is attached just follows her the Mm. whole way around so it's real disorienting but like a really really good shot Uh,
0: I love I love that scene because not only is it exposition but it's also scary like how many times in horror movies have you been like we have to get the amulet before the third move you know what I mean like all those (laughs) kinds of things you're like oh man this is real uh, they've just had to lay a real fucking Mm. plot bomb on us here just sit down and don't say anything for the next five minutes while we explain the backstory of the plot This does it, but in a way that kind of...
1: He's explaining it to her and to us, and it works. It works really well. And so he's like, it's here. And we're like, oh my God, what the hell is it going to be? You know, like, we didn't know what it was going to be. Because at this point, while um, Annie, the girl at the beginning, sorry, completely missed that, she runs away, uh, you know, across the street where it turns from summer to autumn. She then uh, runs back, gets her stuff, jumps in her car and drives... Goes to the lake and calls her parents and has like a real heartfelt conversation with them. You know, just wanted you to know that I love you. I'm so sorry for being a brat, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then immediately, bam, snaps to a picture, uh, to like a wide angle shot of her on the beach with her leg bent back in like the most horrifically unnatural angle, and she is quite clearly dead. And we just had no, you know, like it's, it's like,
0: yeah, it's it cuts straight to it. There's and, not a lot of gore yeah. in the movie, but when, no, it, when it happens, there's only, it's... there's uh... only,
1: there's only two deaths in the whole film.
0: Well, yeah, I guess there is. Yeah. But when they do happen, they are pretty shocking. They
1: are intense. But um, yeah, so, so going back to that. So basically, um, when we see it for the first time, because we don't see it when it, when it kills Annie, we just see it literally go from her, having the conversation with her dad on the phone to she's dead and that's it just left for dead um when we first see the the entity when we first see it uh it's taken the form of a naked woman um and a lot of people would be like well that's just you know kind of pointless nakedness but it does make sense a little bit later uh i think um mm-hmm and uh essentially she's like what the hell is that so now he knows that she can see it she has got it she's got the curse because you can't see it unless you have it so she's like well who the hell is that um and uh he then uh basically now he's shown her because no one believes you know no one believes her and no one believes jay when she's like her sister and their friends don't believe her when she's talking about it because obviously it sounds crazy if someone was just like hey i had sex with that guy and now he said that there's this curse and they're gonna this thing's gonna follow me and it's gonna kill me unless i have sex with someone else you're gonna go
0: yeah yeah so i i I, once again i think it all just relates back into that sexual abuse angle we were talking about before um people not believing people blaming the victim like one of the things i was trying to say earlier was Mm. um the neighbors when Mm. when they see uh, jay getting dropped off half naked on the front lawn mm. and then the police come and talk to her they're basically like oh that mam, that family is such a mess and they um, seem fine yeah
1: which makes me think that there is something that has happened at some point in their well, lives which lots we of can like, touch on there's a bit lots later.
0: of uh, there's lots of absence of the mother so yeah. it's a single parent family it's a mum who's raising these two daughters on her own the mum is constantly getting drunk
1: She's a day drinker. So
0: she's at one point we see. They don't really focus on it. Like there's a scene where she's talking to a friend of hers, and even then you never really see her. It's kind of like a. You see the side of her face. It's kind of, of like, pe- kind of like peanuts, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like <laughs> she's the teacher. <laughs> she's the teacher <laughs> yeah. from Peanuts. Yeah. From any, any, any grown up has like a yeah. kind of voice, but anyway. um, but she's seen, like, pouring alcohol into her coffee. Yeah. When There's a scene where you see her pass out on the bed with a, a glass of wine by the nightstand.
1: I think she's um, just... she. It's meant to... I think it is also meant to point out, you know, I think, like, Jay and her sister Kelly, who are in the film all the way through, um, someone asks about her mum and, you know, like, don't you think your mum will mind or whatever? And she was just like, I don't think she'll care. I don't think she'll even notice. And it's like... The fact that we don't see her face fully and we only see sort of like blurred side image of her face or like the top half from like her nose up when she's sitting at the table or, you know, we see that she's there, but no one seems to... I don't think they even speak to her at all throughout the entire film. She's in the background and it's... I think it's just meant to like signify that she's just not present as a as a mother, so... There's, a,
0: there's one... There's a comment I, uh, that that they make later on as well, I can't remember which one of the the girls it is, but they basically say, um, I can't tell mum because she'll freak out and blame me for it. Mm. And I was like, this is all just adding up to, you know... You can't
1: talk to anyone about it. Yeah, exactly. And
0: Well, and also just blaming the victim for... Yeah, yeah. it really Um, is.
1: But um, yeah, so he dumps... um, Hugh dumps Jay back on her like back in the road and was basically like don't let it get you because basically what we what we find out is that um, if uh, the entity kills the last person um, in the line it then just moves back on to the next person so if if it was to kill Jay it would then be back after Hugh until he has sex with someone else and then if it kills them it would go back to him so obviously he's trying to put as much distance between it and him as possible and Jay is basically, like, recovering from one of the most horrific shocks that you could ever have, you know, like, you you have sex with someone, they drug you, they dump this horrific thing on you, and tell you basically, like, if you don't have sex with someone else straight away, you are going to die, which is a terrifying thing to mm. think about, so she's dealing with all of that and obviously is not going to go off and be like oh okay i'm just going to go off and have sex with someone else she's like processing it she's having to deal with all of it and um yeah it's just it, it starts building up and people aren't believing her when it breaks into the house and is looking you know turns up in the most disturbing forms you've got like a half naked woman who looks like she has been the victim of a of a sex attack yeah. Um, and then a gigantic like seven foot tall creature with no eyes, and yeah, it was all it was yeah, all so I feel like there's
0: something there's something going on with the way it decides to present itself. I think I was for me it almost seems more like the people it's attacking are the ones that are deciding what it looks like,
1: yeah, which makes me think it's it it's drawn for me with the the actual creature, it kind of drew some some similarities with it so obviously it doesn't show up as a clown in this but it the entity is a shape-shifting creature that shows up as what you fear the most Mm. and there's a band of kids who are like trying desperately to work out how to attack it and no one else believes it no one else can see it it's very
0: talking of it and talking of kids Mm. so there's a scene early on where uh jay is swimming she's having a swim swim and there's these two like pervy kids like yeah. hanging out from hanging out and looking at her behind the fence, and she really kind of like brushes it off like I can see you like yeah. she doesn't seem like that bothered by it at all. And then I read a little thing, um, uh, well, two things actually. Then there's a scene later on after she's been attacked, um, and she sees uh, she hears something out of her window and she goes to look and she can't see anything obviously you're supposed to think oh my god it's the creatures here Mm. but it's not it's one of the kids perving at her again through the window Mm. so something that kind of seems innocent before the attack now seems way more kind of uh ominous and creepy and like super disturbing but then also there's a scene probably the scariest scene in the in the movie um when they are hanging out at the beach well not hanging out at the beach hiding out at the beach um and uh, they lock themselves in like a boat boat shed. Mm. Is that the boats going sheds? Yeah. Boat, boat, how, boat, 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 <laughs> boat boat
1: house <laughs> boat barn boat house um, boat house
0: boat barn. They they're hanging out in this boat barn and um, <laughs> you, and you one of the uh, and basically the creature is there and it kicks a hole in the wall and then the kid that comes through the hole is one of the kids that was perving on her earlier yeah so it's like so all these things make me think it's it's jay or q or whoever's been affected by the monster they are the ones yeah who are deciding what the creature is turning up
1: yeah so basically they um what i think that's happened there is when the when you have the curse when it first shows up, it doesn't know you all that well. So it's trying to see what is going to scare you the most. Mm. So showing you someone who looks like a, you know, like a, like a sex, sex attack victim, you know, like clothes are ripped and, and everything else. Um, and then like a giant creature for some reason. And then once it's with you, you start, it starts, um, knowing who you are closest to and who it can then, who it can then embody so it will start then once it knows you it will start looking like people Mm. that you know because it will it will have seen something maybe through your eyes like if it's in you um and uh yeah so so essentially they they're basically like we need to go and find out what the hell's going on um and uh so they try and hunt down um uh hunt down Hugh. find out his real name's jeff And when she goes, when Jay goes to the house, they find out where he lives. When Jay goes to the house to go and talk to him and find out what the hell's going on, the door opens and uh, Jeff's mum answers the door and you see Jay take a beat and she's looking at her and it finally clicked with me that the naked creature that you see at the beginning the first form that you see the I entity knew it. take I knew it. <laughs> is jeff's mom is
0: that confirmed yes okay i, I was so I like so that's oh why
1: it was like creepy as fuck and possibly why he was like it it will take it will take the form of people that you love just to hurt and you, and
0: also and the it, fact that is, she's
1: naked makes yeah. it even more disturbing for him. Obviously, isn't there
0: um, the the girl that dies right at the start? Isn't that his girlfriend as well? Like because they basically the way they track him down is they find well the she house would have been the last renting. person
1: that he slept with. Yeah, yeah. essentially. so they find so. That, they,
0: they found the house that this that he had been renting, and they find a bunch of nudy. Mags I don't know if there. it was renting,
1: it looked like it was just like one oh, of the he, oh, houses, okay. like out in the Eight Mile in Detroit, where it was like. Um...
0: But I guess he must have been renting. It, otherwise, how the hell were they found? Well, he it? still
1: lives with his mum, doesn't he? So she said when the police were asking her about, like, you know, have yeah, you ever been said to his house? She said, she said, name. "Well, maybe, but it doesn't a, look. Anyway. It doesn't look like a renta- rentable house, does it? Eh, like they go not. in and it's.
0: But anyway, they basically find a bunch of porno mags, and in one of them is a picture uh, of of Hugh and this girl and the girl is looks the one like who, looks the like annie gets killed right at the yeah, beginning. yeah
1: i'm assuming so essentially like yeah they they go and speak to him and he's just like he's obviously a wreck because he knows that it's coming closer and closer so you don't know whether like you know he seems like a pretty uh confident kind of guy um you know like the the sort of stereotypical like you know high schooler who would have been like popular with the girls kind of thing so you make the assumption that he has like slept with as many girls as he can so that he's like uh, you know you pass it on to the next person that you sleep with but he's hoping that like maybe if he was a bit more like promiscuous and he points he makes points about it being you know like it's easier for easier for girls because they can just walk up to a guy Mm. and go and have sex whereas he had to sort of go through the whole process of like having a date with her and all of Mm. that um but you assume that he's basically, like, put it about as much as he could in the hope that that would, like, hedge his bets, that it would, like, pass on to as many people as possible. So making the line between him and it a lot longer and giving him more time to, you know, get away from it. Um, but you can see that he's a mess because, you know, he spots someone walking sort of, like, in their direction. And he's like, can you see that girl? Like, yeah. he's he's a, he's a total state, as you would be.
0: Um one of my um, favourite scenes in the whole thing uh, is when they go to the beach and they hide out of the beach. Mm. I think one of the the best visuals in the whole thing yeah. is everyone's kind of let their guard down and they're sitting on the beach um, and then you see this woman coming out from kind of the undergrowth, I guess,
1: but they don't- and walking
0: towards her. But the thing is that they're, d- they're dum-dums because Jay has got her back to... Not to the water, where she could see everything... Where everyone could see everything coming, but uh, she's got her back to, like, the woods. So, basically, (laughs) this woman is walking out towards her, um, and then it gets closer and closer and closer and closer, which is really good. Really scary. Yeah, like, I mean, Um, when we
1: were watching it the first time, I was just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Because the way that they they film it as well, they used, um, like, sort of extra-wide lenses, whatever you would call them. Like, so in the same way that you have in, in horror movies now we start to look at the blank spaces because we know that something is going to so, jump yeah, out yeah. Like if, if if the main character in the pit, in the frame is off to the left or to the right you are looking at that empty space because you're waiting for something to go and jumping out and scaring them but in this they don't have like incidental music or anything like that it literally could just be a random person walking by which is like you know you see it later on like people walking by they're looking around they're like is it them is it them so you just see this person walking by, and in a normal situation or in a normal film, you'd just be like, "It's just a person." Mm. But as soon as you see that movement, there's no fanfare of like it arriving. It's just a person, yeah. Regular dress, looks like a normal person, and you just see them getting closer, and it is but it's then but then
0: basically that's the the end of that sequence is uh, Jay's hair being pulled up, and it's the first time. That all of her friends, her her sister, and this guy Paul, who's been pining after the whole time,
1: who didn't quite um, believe her, really, yeah, they and, all thought she was a bit and crazy. And
0: Greg, some other dude, um, and this is the first time that they see something physical happen. So her hair lifts up, and then they try and, and smash she's it on like the chair. Yeah, and it, you know, what I mean, so it goes from there. So for me, that just that simple visual of mm. her hair raising up on its own yep. is so creepy and effective. I love yep. it. Um,
1: it's it's the creepiest way of them being able to show that it it, it does exist that she's not going yeah. crazy she's not seeing it's things. kind of like they,
0: all those really clever ways that they they show like the invisible man yeah. it's like you wrap you know you throw a sheet over him you wrap him in bandages all those kinds of things yeah um, but
1: this one it also they also managed to point out like um, we'd seen Greg earlier like go and pick up a gun that was like hidden in his house uh just so they had a little bit of extra protection because up to this point he's been like i don't think it's what you think it is i think it's something else but we're gonna you know like make sure that you feel comfortable and that you're you know like you're calm and everything else but he has the gun just in case and then we see uh them as it's uh you know attacking them you think it is terrifying because you're cutting between um all the rest of them can't see this thing but they know that it's they know that it's there now because they've got jay like screaming and pointing at this this thing that is slowly walking towards keeps changing shape as well changing into different people um and she uh ends up shooting it in the head and it falls down and then almost immediately just gets straight back up so we know now that it is impervious to bullets it's not going to just die terminal, it's going to yeah. just keep going so it's it's like yeah, it's pretty horrific. So Jay then decides that she's just going to run for it after the creepy boy shows up. She runs out the other way. She grabs the car and drives away. And as she's driving away, you see the rest of the kids, like, running after her. Like, where the hell are you going with the car? You know, like, what what's going on? And behind them, you can see the the creature, the, the thing, the entity who's taking the shape of a woman, just walking slowly as they're running frantically. It's just walking slowly. It's just great, like... Juxtaposition of mm. them going crazy and this just insistent, like never ending, just walking towards, and it's um, creepy as hell.
0: Let's, I think, we let's go to the end, okay. Let's get to the end because okay. I feel like you know there's a bunch of scenes in between. Um, one really cool one I like was when Greg, who's another one of the boys who uh Jay ends up having sex with to pass it on, yeah, um, when he gets attacked by his mother, yeah. And that's the scene that i that most reminded me of of twin Peaks, I thought yeah the like the scenes especially the scenes in Firewalk with me where Laura Palmer's with bob spoilers um uh, <laughs> well, I said with i try, i tried to keep yeah. i specifically have tried to keep it super vague on okay. twin Peaks um so that was a great scene, but um but the that's the thing the about ends. that scene though, yeah,
1: the thing about that scene that made it even creepier, right, so um basically greg yeah greg now has the curse um jay looks out the window because he lives across the street she's oh, real real she window sees, as well yeah. like she's got like the she's, cast
0: on she's like yeah she's she's jimmy stewart at yeah. this point
1: point. and so she's uh you know it's the middle of the night she's looking out the window just sort of like moodily you know like what the hell's gonna happen now sees this person walking down the street a guy in like his undergarments like long johns well, and greg. a shirt is it Greg?
0: Yeah, it's Greg. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <gasps> okay, I It was, Greg, wa- that. It
0: was Greg walking yeah. down the street, and then she towards walked- his own then,
1: house. Yeah.
0: B- and the thing that gives it away is that he's walking towards his own house, and then rather than opening up the door he can't open the door so he gets a rock and smashes a wind which obviously if it would have anyone would be pretty fucking bait but and then the she's fact just like oh great. my god what?" Yeah.
1: so she then like runs over there she's trying to warn him and everything and then uh, as she gets up there it's changed into another figure which turns out to be Jeff's mum so she's like hammering on the door she's wearing like a chemise like sort of peignoir yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like thing and not and nothing underneath and she's like yelling from the end of the hall, like do not open the door he opens the door she leaps at him and then jay comes to the door to see that uh the entity is having sex with greg to kill him and you see that his skin's turned gray and everything else but the thing is that creeped me out about that bit the most is the fact that if that's how the creature kills people then annie with her leg in that horrific angle at the beginning because it doesn't seem to do anything to sort of dismember Greg or in any way. So that was we basically I like... I
0: don't see like the final product, but... But you you would think yeah, yeah, they yeah. would have put it in if they were going to. Yeah.
1: So the fact that like she was bent into this horrific angle while it was having sex with her basically to kill her yeah. just makes it so much more disturbing. There's also no...
0: So... There's no like reaction to that scene from any grown-up. There's no like, oh, the police are around. It's just like... You even see across to their house uh later on in another scene, and the windows still smash like there's no mm. like police tape up or anything like that, Yeah. um which once again just is uh speaks to the absence of any kind of yeah authority or parents or anything yeah, like that, just
1: everyone's absent they're just wandering around like doing all of this stuff themselves, but um yeah, so the ending was basically um they were trying desperately to work out what it was that what how they could get rid of um how they could get rid of it so they decide that what they're going to do is um get a bunch of electrical appliances and uh take them to the local swimming pool and line them up all around the outside and then put jay in the middle as like bait basically and you know you'd be forgiven for being let's, like this uh, is a dumb idea
0: let's just say it is not a, it is not a good idea
1: but i think like the point is that it's it is you know, if you're desperate and you're a bunch of kids and you have no idea what you're up against and, like, only one of you can see this thing coming mm. and the rest of you, you know that it's already killed someone, which they don't really seem to grieve a lot for poor old Greg, do they? They're just like, oh, Well, okay. Greg
0: does kind of, like, turn up late, right? He yeah, I mean, like... he's their neighbour and... I don't think he's, like, a close friend of theirs. Yeah. They're like, um, oh, okay,
1: what a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl, yeah. Greg. Sorry, Greg.
0: Um, um, but, yeah, so... The one thing I like about this scene... Well, there's a couple of things I like about it, but one of the things I like about this scene is that there's no... You know, in all the movies, like I said before, it's like, oh, we need to get the amulet and all those guys. There's no, like...
1: um, This uh, is what we're going to do. This is why. There's
0: no, like it's allergic to fire no, you know what i mean there's, there's nothing no clear like there's weakness. no like there's no like it touches the some water and all of a sudden it starts screaming and then you're like oh, water
1: water water's the, you
0: know what no. i mean this is just stupid kids coming up with a stupid idea on how to kill this thing yeah which uh, is what
1: you would do you know yeah. like if you had no idea like there's no there's no sort of like helpful hints of like what this thing is as far as you know it is completely you know uh indestructible but It was interesting that, like, you've got Jay, uh, the very first time that you see her, she's in the sort of pool, like the above ground pool or whatever in the back garden. And that's kind of like her sanctuary, her safe haven, where she's like just relaxing and stuff. And all of the main bits seem to take place near water which is quite interesting. So I don't know whether they think that that is something to do with it or not, or whether they're just literally out of ideas and they're just like, Mm. what the hell do we do? We tried Uh, shooting it. it. That doesn't work. (laughs) We tried running away from it. That didn't really work. Um, We tried hitting it with a deck chair that did not work. Um, So they're like electricity. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, basically they're, they're waiting in there and they're waiting for Jay to, to see it. And then, and then what? Well, so.
0: so once again, leading on into my idea of like incest and sexual abuse Ugh. and all those kinds of things, um, the monster turns up, uh, and as we said before, they've they said a couple times in the movie we they can't see it. The only person that can see it are people that are affected by the curse. So Jay's the only one that can see it, and her sister shouts out to her, "What does it look like?" And she says, "I." don't want to tell you Mm. you'd find it too upsetting or something like that i think she
1: just says i don't want to tell you i don't want to tell you you.
0: and it turns out um i even wrote it down but i know i've seen this film before but i don't i did not remember the particulars of it Mm. so i wrote down in my notes when we see from jay's point of view is this her father question mark um so it's later on revealed that it is her father yeah Who's um, not around who's not around but
1: also you see him at the beginning when she's getting ready for a date with with Hugh Jeff um she is getting ready looking in the mirror and you see a bunch of like polaroid pictures I think a bit early you've seen like photos of like the family or like it flashes like mm. Jay flashes to it um when she sees the entity taking this shape um and it's the kids, the girls, when they were a lot younger and the guy still looks that same age, which makes me yeah. think that's either that he left so he's,
0: he's got he, right,
1: or he's dead or he killed himself or something like that, because he is still kept in that time where that's what he looked like like the last time they saw him. Yeah. So that's what makes me think, and that it said, you know, like it will take on the shape of of, thing, of people that you know to try and hurt you so we don't know why he's absent but that would also explain uh the mum's day drinking and yeah, the family right. being a mess and all yeah, of that definitely. kind of stuff so, like
0: some sort of uh yeah. kind of survivor's yeah. guilt it's, from the mum yeah it's mom. left
1: yeah it's left unsaid but like yeah we're, we're assuming that he's dead of, in i think it's, so, it, it leaves a lot of uh, from something.
0: it leaves a lot of good places for you to kind of look and analyze and kind of mm. pick up clues and watch back yep. um there's some bits at the end but i think we'll talk about those in a second um what did you like about it what did you like about the movie as a whole
1: i really enjoy i mean you know like one of my favorite one of my favorite horror movies um from from when i was younger and even now is halloween and i loved the fact that you had these people who were running terrified and like frantically trying to get away but michael myers just walks Mm. and it makes it creepier.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It definitely makes it creepier that it's just walking. Um, like I said, I like, I think, um, you know, like all the, the actors, you know, like they're, they're all like in their teens, yeah, early twenties. What's, 20s, what's the, name of the, not the name
0: of Jay? Cause she was excellent.
1: Jay is Micah Monroe. Um, uh, she's been in a few things. I think she's in some things more recently as well. Um, but uh, I don't remember seeing her in anything else, but she was great. Yeah. She was really
0: um, good. I enjoyed yeah. her a lot.
1: Um, So yeah, you know, like it's a bunch of like young actors who are all really good. There was no, there was no real like weak link in the group. I don't think. No, no. I mean, I also like the fact that like we had Yara, who was um, you know like a sort of lesser character out of a lot of them, but the fact that she is um, you know like a young teen. I think she's like meant to be sort of Kelly, like Jay's younger sister's friend. So you know, I'd say she's like. Mid mid teens, yeah, like 17. fifteen, sixteen, and this is no disrespect to you know to teens because you know I'm sure there are people out there that have read you know like great works of literature at a very young age, but she is reading Dostoyevsky throughout the entire film, and it just made me think that like she's you know it, it's it's like kids having to deal with or experiencing things which are just far beyond their years and far yeah. beyond their scope, but. Just you know, like going through it, Mm. and and some of the phrases, some of the words and things that she'd got from from the idiot, which is the book that she's reading, um, like real, like really corresponded to the story as well. So there were like little nods and stuff, which was really good. I think it was just really well put together. And and like I said, there's just so much nuance and so much like, um, subtext throughout the whole thing, and it's just really well put together. I like a
0: film that can be skinned in a bunch of different ways you know what i mean like there's for me there there's a interpretation that i like more than any other mm. but you know what i mean even in just my quick reading up after you watch the movie there were three four five different readings of it that i found equally as compelling mm. um one of them i think was really focused on the dostoyevsky especially the little passage that yara reads in mm. the end which is which i guess kind of like puts less emphasis on the sex aspect of it follows and more on the kind of like mortality grief. Yeah, yeah kind of like once you've had sex then what else is there to do but just slowly fucking shuffle off the mortal coil yeah basically? and I, I mean
1: um uh the uh the the director said something similar to that sorry peanuts just come up just to just give my probably face. a kiss on the nose um yeah so one of the things that uh, that he said when he was discussing uh, what it was about and you know like he kind of said it's not really about like the sexually transmitted disease angle which I think you know we've kind of moved away from I think mm. now but it is your in- it, your initial thought um, is that uh, yeah like I-, I can't remember what the- he used he said like a wonderful line about it and it was so interesting to say you know like uh, that you know you've got um, like death is inevitable, um, and things like you know, enjoyances and things like that, like sex and and uh, you know, other other things that you enjoy in life is stuff that you do to you know, some people do it to pass the time, some people do it to kind of push away you know, horrible things that have happened to them, or you know, uh, just move move death and mortality away mm. from things and like help you feel more alive so it's it's sort of in that way
0: um it's shot beautifully <laughs> yeah looks awesome yep. acting is great yeah i just want to give it a, a little mensch to the music <laughs> yeah now the music to me i think if you watch it now probably would not seem super uh fresh or kind of different in any way than any if, you know what I mean if you've watched Stranger Things in the last month mm. or so mm. then you'd be like well this music is you know just pretty standard I've heard <coughs> I've seen 10 different movies or TV shows with like an 80s ret- retro kind of synth recently but I think this you got to remember this came out in 2014 mm. so for me I'd say that it very much puts it at the at the, the, the what's the beginning of a wave crest no no the crest the top of the
1: wave swell i the, don't know
0: what sw- the swole of the wave <laughs> it very much puts it at the, at the swollen end of the wave um so for me <laughs> for me um the music is is really good it's excellently yeah. done it builds, you can builds definitely the tension, doesn't There is one part in it especially where i was like well, i feel like those stranger thing boys i've got a few mm. things to to answer for um yeah uh there's one other thing I just want to ask quickly before we kind of go into the wrap up Mm. at the end did you notice any you did didn't you yeah so
1: so basically the end so uh, after the the swimming pool attack so the um, the entity is going around throwing all of the electrical items into there which don't appear to have any kind of effect, so are they well, I not? Think they, do. In they, they, or... they
0: do because they say, Are you okay, Jane? She's like, Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that swimming pool's fucking massive. Yeah. And I guess when you're throwing like one hairdryer in at a time, yeah, it's they not, don't it's really. Just and also, out, they seem yeah. to rip them out of the wall before yeah. they even throw them in. It's not like they just t- like yeah. tip them in. He threw it's them at her in the middle stuff. of the pool.
1: Which I think someone else pointed out, like, w- with the fact of it being her dad and he's like throwing them violently at her, whether that was like another thing, like, alluding mm to there possibly being like an abusive relationship or something in the past but uh basically kelly in a in a great bit which i think is really cool she just grabs this like sheet or a towel or you know like a, a big piece of fabric and she's like waving it in the air going like where is it where is it and all the way through jay's been pointing so they know where it is and they can try and attack um paul who's been going all the way through it uh has a gun and he's attempting to shoot and we know that guns don't work but they're attempting to, to do whatever they can. So Kelly manages to throw a sheet over the top of the, the entity and it just becomes this sort of floating thing in, uh, in mid-air with like no legs and whatever which is creepy enough to look at yeah. anyway. And he manages to shoot it in the head. It falls in the pool and there's like a ton of blood in the pool and only Jay can see the swimming pool just slowly filling up with blood. And they're all like, did we get it? Did we get it? It... it then cuts from that and you see paul driving into like a sort of seedier area of town and and it's sort of you know alluded to we don't see it but it's alluded to that um he passes it on to a sex worker uh with the hope that you know that will then get passed on to another person who will then pass it on to another person and it will make it a little bit further away from them um and then you know they're like recovering in the uh in the hospital because yara managed to get shot in the leg. Thanks, Paul, for that. Um, and they have the sort of Dostoevsky like um,
0: Dostoevsky's final thought of the day, yeah,
1: essentially. And it's it was like um, you know uh, something along the lines of you know in like the yeah, next about, hour, like the, in the minute, be, in yeah, a half exactly. a minute, in a second, your your you know your 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 soul could be taken from your body and you'll be no longer human. And it was like yeah, that whole inevitability of death thing, which is like been running throughout the entire film you don't know when it's coming but you know it is coming just slowly advancing towards you so it's just death you Mm -hmm. know um and then at the end you've got um paul and um paul and jay who are walking down the um walking down the road um they're holding hands you know they've been through a lot i think you know they've now had sex and they now have this thing that they share they're they're going to be linked together forever and they're walking along and everything seems fine they're quite subdued and then you just notice someone like quite far back but just walking along straight behind them and there's no again there's no it's like when the person turned up on the beach there's no like oh my god is that what it is or like a sound of impending doom or anything like that it could literally just be a person walking along behind them but the point is you'll never know and they'll never know Mm. and they'll spend their their whole lives never knowing and I loved that and then it just cuts the back and it's just perfect
0: yeah it's good it's got a a nice kind of open ending um I've got something (coughs) written here what have I got written Mm. do you feel any different so that's what she says to Paul once they've had sex she says Mm. do you feel any different oh he does Yeah. Uh, which I think is quite a poignant thing because she's he's been pining after the whole time she's it seems to me it seems like a really sad kind of like uh they don't seem super. She certainly doesn't seem super stoked about their kind of like relationship they have at the end. Mm. Like so she, she seems like she's very much like. Do you feel anything different?
1: Yeah. As in like, do you feel? Do he says, do you feel any different? And he's talking about the curse, and yeah. she then says, do you? And she says, no. Do you? And he says, no. But obviously, like yeah, throughout all, the entire there's film, a lot of there's all the double meanings going on in that. Yeah, scene. there's been this whole thing throughout the entire film where, like, the, you know, his, her sister jokes about the fact that, like, he's been like creeping and uh, always, always like had a thing for her. And it turns out, like, you know, they were each other's first kiss when they were tiny kids, no. and you know all of that. And obviously, he's been like um, had a bit of a thing for her since. Um, yeah, and it's it's just that you know that that little touch there and and you know they they look like they've been through something and they're obviously just trying to get through it together and that's the symbolism of them just holding hands and yeah. just walking and trying to process it all but yeah at the yeah, end I just think it was it's a great film it's definitely worth a watch it's got the creeping dread and uh did it
0: shit you up it did it didn't <laughs> like shit me up like i wasn't you know it wasn't a it wasn't a triple ply shit me up <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a tracing paper, old school toilet roll. Shit me up. But, it was the, I think the the scariest moment for me was the was the scene at the beach. Yeah. That and just simple, I but... think the um uh the very first scene where where he's kind of explaining the curse and then mm. the old woman comes out the old the old woman like the kind of middle aged woman comes out naked. I think it had its faults. It was no means it was by no means a perfect movie. The I know what you're saying like the plot that they come up with to kill the monster is purposely stupid. Mm. But it's also like not a super satisfying showdown. Mm. Um and like I said, I feel like on this viewing some of the things that I would like to have become clearer maybe muddied themselves a little bit. Like I really this time played paid a lot more attention to the Dostoyevsky and like you're saying the impending death and every it's ten minutes then half a minute then ten seconds and then a second until you're dead. Yeah. Um, which I found to be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of took away almost for me like the, my original ideas about the sexual abuse survivors and all that kind of stuff but I think that to me is the most compelling kind of reading of it yeah um, I liked it did it shit you up
1: yeah it, it did, did. Um, I mean like in this bit like I could remember a fair amount of it it was maybe about like f- it came out like uh, five years ago um, and we maybe watched it like four years ago or so like we watched it fairly soon after it came out sort mm. of on like general release out of the cinema so we didn't go to the cinema and see it but um, it was enough for me even in this watch you know i i was able to do it without without uh saying anything but i remember in the first one and i still had those same feelings obviously a little bit muted because you know what's going to happen but on the first watch i remember you know like during the the beach scene you see this thing like slowly walking um and uh i remember just being like It's, you know, like you literally want to yell that it's behind them. You want to yell for them to run. You yell for them to, like, don't be stupid. Like, why are you shooting a gun at it? You know, like, that's not going to help. Just run. You've got all those feelings because it is just a build up of dread. There's no, uh, there's no real, there's no real jump scares, uh, throughout the film. There's maybe like one, but the rest of it is just a, like, full on build up of dread. There's a lot of grief and dread coming in. Yeah. I love that.
0: Um, um, Cool. Uh,
1: Yeah, I would. I would say it. uh, It shit me up. It's definitely worth a watch. Um,
0: Is it the best one we've watched so far? Mm. I still like. I Martin is a dark horse for me. That's still my favourite one that we've watched so far. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would say that this. um, It definitely should not be uh, any closer to one hundred. It definitely belongs on the list. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say leave it where it is. Okay. For now. Cool. Right. Um, but uh, what what were the other bits that I wanted to add? Nothing else about the film, but um, we've had uh, a few people that have been commenting on Facebook. So please head over to um, Behind the Sofa podcast on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, in our stories, we've actually got a bit where you can send in a mini review of your um, of your own, and then we'll share it. And on Facebook, if you just want to start a conversation with us, that would be amazing. So we've had a couple of people who, when we put up that we were going to be reviewing this um that have commented so thanks for um michelle and paul so michelle said it was like an original spin on an existing horror movie trope so uh obviously it's mentioned in scream that we'll be doing in a couple of weeks the whole don't have sex um you know the virgin stays alive uh death at makeout point which points to them you know like having sex in the car
0: um, now one thing not to argue who was who, who that review yeah, from that was
1: Michelle that
0: was from Michelle Thanks, sorry Michelle. not not to disagree with Michelle with at all but one thing that I noticed on this watch around mm. is that she says she was not a virgin I when don't... they when they had sex the first time no,
1: I don't remember but it's just not, literally <laughs> that like...
0: sounded really stupid not when they had that, when Hugh and Jay had sex for the first time because she mentions later on about how she had sex with someone else in school yeah so yeah but, Maybe, but you but know I, I, mean, I understand it's, it's what you the mean. whole
1: don't ever i mean in scream when I they're talking it, it about the rules, the, it's the, like do not have sex within
0: the confines of the movie
1: yes um and uh and paul thanks paul on on facebook obviously not paul for the film unless you are paul from the film which would be weird um you have said that uh you'd really like to see uh an elaboration on the curse and its origin and when i mentioned this to ollie before he uh had some reservations about that but then also i read that there was uh after the success of the film because they weren't expecting it to be such a massive success um because it was quite a small sort of indie made film um you know like filmed all within detroit for tax purposes and all those sorts of things um that they have uh, lent serious consideration to doing a second film, which would be Jay or another, you know, like as yet unmet person somewhere in the line who has the curse, uh, who is trying to track it all the way back to see mm. how far back it goes and how they can stop it. And I think if they did it well, if they didn't make it into some, like, weird mystical, like you said, finding an amulet and all that kind of stuff, I think that it could be, like, a really interesting... I'd
0: like to... I would... I'd like to see, um, a continuation of the story. Yeah. I don't think I would like to see a... an origin story.
1: Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's... you know, if you've got some ideas about what the origin could be, come and, um, come and speak to us about it, because I'm sure we would be interested to have a big old discussion about it. So, uh, yeah anything else no
0: I think that's it so I guess all that's left to say uh, is what we're going to be talking about next week I'm so excited about next week's one
1: (laughs) so next week is one that obviously Ollie has seen I have not seen Um, I try and go into these we try and go into these um, as as, uh, blindly as possible so that we're not uh, so that we're, (laughs) we're not worrying about it too much but, uh, yeah, next week, number 95 uh, in the list is Society by Brian Usner, which came out in 1989. Um, and the only bit that I know about this is a Beverly Hills teen finds his parents are part of something. Because I remember we blanked it out a little bit yeah. in our... Uh, <laughs> when we were doing the rundown in uh, in episode zero. So, obviously, you can find this information um, anywhere as to what they are involved in but, uh, if you've not, yeah, yeah, this just, is one of those ones
0: that I cannot stress enough that I think you should all go and watch I don't necessarily think it's the greatest um, it is really good, I really enjoyed it but it's more for like the spectacle of it I think people need to go in not knowing what's going on or what's going to happen um, and just be blown away by what happens um, so yeah, I'm really excited for Kirsty to see this one. I think this is going to be the... Gr- all I will say is it's gross. Uh, okay. And I cannot wait for Kirsty to... Because uh, Kirsty already, when we started this, was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like all the real gory, gross yeah, ones. Yeah, gory's like, not my
1: favourite. You know, that psychological horrors and uh, supernatural stuff and all of those sorts of things. Like I said, Creeping Dread and all those kind of stuff is is my thing. So super mega gore not my favorite i this will is, i will watch this is going to be within the fave. top
0: five grossest ones
1: yay and we have and we have like um is it bad taste or brain dead brain, brain dead, dead. Yeah.
0: we've got cannibal holocaust to come you know yeah. what i mean we got some real nasty ones yeah but so this, this is, is this is like those but it has a real sense of humor about it, okay Okay. So I think I'm, I think I'm you're going to think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by okay. it. I really hope so. I'm interested. Um, so, yeah. Facebook.com. forward No, wait say it
1: yeah facebook.com forward slash behind the sofa podcast you can tell that Ollie's not on Facebook anymore yeah I know. So. I'm so off it yeah. so uh, yeah come and find us on Facebook Instagram uh, behind the sofa podcast um, you can also go to uh, tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa podcast or behind the sofa episodes to find out everything and uh, then you can also go to tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa vision and if we can find the film on there and you want to watch it it's going to be up there We'll have trailers and uh, interviews and uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and all of those sorts of good things. So anything you want to find out about the films that we have on the list, hopefully we'll have it on there and we're adding to it all the time.
0: Cool, right. Uh, Make sure to give us a a rate, a review and a subscribe as well. Yeah, tell your Uh, friends. Yeah, tell your friends. (laughs) Uh, We've had so much fun talking to you all, so uh, let's keep it going. Uh, My name's Ollie.
1: My name's Kirsty. And from Behind the Sofa, good night.